Hey everyone, my name is Eric Escobar and I'm the Tech Talker. This week is a very special milestone. It is the 100th episode of the Tech Talker podcast. I can't believe how quickly time has flown and how much fun I've had bringing you tech information each week. To thank all of you for your support throughout the first 100 episodes, today I'm going to round up and answer your most pressing questions in one jam-packed episode. But first, this podcast is brought to you by Netflix Instant Streaming. Watch thousands of TV episodes and movies on your PC, Mac, iPad, iPhone, TV instantly. All streamed instantly to you by Netflix, saving you time, money, and hassle. For your free 30-day trial, go to netflix.com slash QDT. That's netflix.com slash QDT. Okay, I've covered a huge range of topics in the past 99 episodes of the Tech Talker Show. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend checking out the archive of episodes, which you can listen to at itunes.com slash techtalker or by going to my show page at quickanddirtytips.com slash techtalker. Although I've covered a ton of material in that time, there are a few questions that I get asked over and over, tips every computer user should know, not just a tech geek like me. So today, I'm going to answer some of your most pressing tech questions. Question number one, how do I get a virus off of my computer? First things first, if you have a virus on your computer, don't panic. Very rarely will viruses and spyware delete your files or cause irreversible harm to your computer. If you simply unplug your computer's power cable, the virus is frozen. It's not going to spread while the computer is off and it's not going to continue to cause mayhem on your system. This all may seem straightforward or obvious to some of you, but the moment a person realizes something is dreadfully wrong with their computer is when they start to panic and don't think clearly. They start pushing various combinations of buttons that may do more harm than good. I'm here to tell you, as with most things in life, it's better to take a deep breath and calm down so you don't do something rash to your computer that will make it worse such as giving up your credit card information to that pop-up window that coincidentally appears when the virus rears its ugly head. Once you realize that you have a virus, you have to assess a few things. First of all, is this virus creating pop-ups, slowing down your machine, or completely taking over your computer? If it's the first two, a virus scan with a program like Malwarebytes will do a lot to clean up your system. If, however, you have a bad virus that locks you out of your own machine, you have one of two options. Option 1. Wipe the drive clean and restore from a backup. I keep pretty diligent backups that occur every night, so if something bad happens, I can simply restore my hard drive to yesterday's copy. For some people, this may be too cumbersome or time-consuming. Option number 2. So if option number 1 isn't going to work for you, the second and fairly foolproof method for cleaning a nasty virus is to create a bootable USB drive or CD that can be used to scan your system. This may sound daunting, but it's really easy. Basically, you'll be putting a special CD or flash drive into your computer that you can then use to scan your hard drive. I've outlined all the steps on how to do this in my previous episodes on how to remove the most stubborn viruses, as well as part two of that series. And again, you can find links to these in the show notes of this episode. And additionally, you can check out my earlier episodes on this topic, including the anatomy of viruses and how to easily delete computer viruses. Okay, question number two. How and where should I back up my data? I love this question because it means that people understand that having all of their data on one device is dangerous. 
Imagine if your hard drive breaks or your computer is stolen and you don't have anything backed up. You'll lose everything. Personally, I keep at least two backups minimum. I have an external hard drive that I keep at home to perform nightly backups, and then I use CrashPlan or, if you prefer, Carbonite to keep an off-site backup that runs constantly in the background. Now, why two copies? Well, I have an external hard drive because it's easy and fast to backup. Plus, if I ever need to go somewhere, I can grab it quickly and go. Plus, if I ever need to recover something from it, it's much faster than using a cloud backup service. Having a cloud backup service like Carbonite or CrashPlan is awesome because you set it once on your computer and it generally just works in the background without you ever having to think about it again. The drawbacks are that it takes a long time to upload and download any files you have, and if you don't have internet, then you also won't have access to your files. However, if there is a natural disaster or a fire in your house, your files will be safely stored in the cloud, even if your hard drive and computer are long gone. I want to thank Netflix Instant Streaming for supporting the Tech Talker podcast. Now, you guys have heard me talk about Netflix. I absolutely love them. I use them on my phone, on my iPad, and on my computer. And if you're a sci-fi nut like me, you can watch past seasons of Supernatural, Walking Dead, MI5, Lost, X-Files, Warehouse 13, Charmed, and even Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica. If you have one night in as opposed to going to a movie, Netflix has already paid for itself. Plus, for some of these shows like Walking Dead and Breaking Bad, Think how much it would cost to buy all of the seasons of this show. Well, with Netflix Instant Streaming, you can have all these shows at your fingertips on any of your devices. And not only that, you have access to thousands of movies and other TV shows that you can check out at any time. I highly recommend checking it out at netflix.com slash QDT, and that'll get you a 30-day free trial. That's netflix.com slash QDT. Sign up today to support the Tech Talker podcast. Okay, question number three. I accidentally deleted my insert important file here. How do I get it back? Well, I know this would never happen to any Tech Talker listeners because they have everything backed up, right? Right? But say this happens to a friend of yours. Here's what you can tell them. When a file is deleted from your computer, it's seldom actually gone. A computer file is a lot like a can of soup. Deleting the file is like taking off the label. The file is still there, you just aren't quite sure what's in it. So when you remove the label, the computer basically says to itself, well, I guess this space is no longer important. So whenever you need to free up space on the shelf, just get rid of the can. All you have to do is get to the file before your computer writes another file over it. This generally isn't too hard if you've just deleted the file. However, the more you use your computer after the file has been deleted, the higher the likelihood that your computer has decided to use that space the file once took up for something else. So how does this help you? Well, there are lots of tools for recovering these labelless soup cans, such as Recuva for Windows and Undelete for Macs. They search your hard drive for files that have been deleted but are still recoverable. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Again, I want to thank all of you for listening, reading, and sending me great questions to answer. Here's to the next 100 Tech Talker episodes. Do you have a question about anything in this episode or a suggestion for a future podcast? Send me an email at techtalker at quickanddirtytips.com or post it on the Tech Talker Facebook wall. And as always, check out the show notes to see a list of the programs I've mentioned in today's episode. And until next time, I'm the Tech Talker. Keep me technology simple. 